0: Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the
1: procedure? It's time. It's time. You just say it's time. Help! I need somebody. Don't ask me a question. If you don't want to hear what my answer is, I'm gonna answer. it.
0: Not just anybody. You know I need someone. Ladies. And gentlemen, it's time once again, Shock Therapy Live, happening right now on the Nathan and Vex Podcast. Rebecca, how are you doing?
2: I'm so grouchy and I'm so sorry. She's
0: grump today.
2: I am, but I think I know what it is. Yeah? Originally, I thought it was just because I was hangry and so I got here and you were nice enough to pick me up dinner and I, and I said, just let me eat and then I'll talk after I eat. And then like the grumpies didn't go away. But here's the deal. It was like 60 degrees today. Nice day outside. Beautiful day. Yeah. But at work, they decided, hey, it's pretty warm outside. Let's turn the air conditioner on. I was shivering all day today, and that's exhausting. Have you ever spent your entire day shivering? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, it's rough. I think that's why I'm it's angry. A, it's a
0: bad day. Well, it's... Uh 72 in here is that fine
2: (laughs) i've got my coat on okay (laughs) and i got a hot chocolate on the way to just like try to warm up internally and then i've got my coat on and i've got some ground to make up here because i've been (laughs) like frozen to the bone today
0: also in the studio (laughs) (laughs) J. wes crockett pastor J. wes how are you
1: oh man Doing great. Now that I'm here, the Nathan and Bex podcast, Shock Therapy Live. Stoked.
2: He's always so positive.
0: He's (laughs) got (laughs) to be. Why? Why does he have to be? Because he's got pastor in his name. Okay, I thought you were going to say to balance
1: out
2: my negativity. (laughs) Well, that too, actually.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's person before the position. Okay, there's these titles (laughs) get thrown around. You recognize the person.
0: Totally right. And Thank I'm you. sure you're a absolutely positive person even oh. whenever you weren't like in the ministry. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure it was like that.
2: He was actually really grouchy and depressed most of his life until he got yeah. saved.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you all need Jesus. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the shock therapy live. There Thank we you guys go. so much yep. for
2: nice talking yep. with you today.
0: I got the message out. <laughs> Record time. <laughs>
2: But Three nothing else podcast. needs to be said.
0: Yeah, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Seriously, though, you need Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so fun story. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. Do you remember that time where my daughter stole my white vans, wore them to school, and I was already dressed and ready with my outfit that only the white vans would have matched with? Mm-hmm. And I had to wear the stupid shoes to work because... Oh.
0: Can you talk like a valley girl just to make this story a little bit more
2: So, tolerable? like, I had to wear my stupid shoes to work because when I stopped at the shoe <laughs> store to get new white vans, they didn't have any. And so I went through, like, half my day wearing stupid shoes, which were also wow. vans. They just didn't match with my outfit. However, my husband showed up halfway through the day with a pair of brand-new white vans. <gasps> And solved the problem and so I had brand new white vans and my daughter had my old white vans. What? Well, that happened again today. Really? Yes. I thought she had learned her lesson, but she didn't.
0: Oh, this so, isn't a good oh, sorry. I thought that we were gonna have a good story.
2: <laughs> so fully <laughs> I
0: thought Jay again. ready shoes to go again.
2: to work, go to put my shoes on, and where are they? Not there. You know what what shoes were there? my daughter's dirty white vans sitting wow. on the stairs so I sent her a snapchat said are you wearing my white vans she responded with yes but they were in her closet so that was her excuse of why she wore them because somehow my shoes ended up in her closet her
0: closet her shoes
2: and I said no problem I found an alternative because you know what was sitting on the floor in her room
0: a big old Elvis poop and you put it right in her shoe
2: <laughs> nice no even better Her white Air Force Ones.
0: Are you wearing those right now?
2: Sitting on the floor. You know, kids these days, they don't like to crease their shoes. So my daughter walks around like an elephant trying to avoid creasing her Air Force Ones. You're just
0: going at it. My gosh.
2: So I wore her Air Force Ones to work.
0: Wait, what does her walking like an elephant look
1: like? That doesn't make sense.
2: Well, we're on radio, babe, so I can't really (laughs) show anybody what walking like an elephant looks like. Can you give us a sound effect? She stomps. No. Oh. No. I'm telling my story here. Anyway, I'm wearing the white Air Force Ones. Mm -hmm. I respond back to her Snapchat that I have her Air Force Ones. And she says, if you crease those, I will rub your shoes in mud. And so I responded wow. back with another That's Snapchat on. of me standing on my tiptoes, creasing Air Force One. Oh my gosh, what Force the one. heck is wrong with and you? And then her next Snapchat was a little bit more aggressive and I did not respond to that one because I thought I am fueling her passion.
1: <laughs> so I'm point. home. She's learning her lesson. This afternoon...
2: I am the recipient of Rebecca's <laughs> actions.
1: Okay, it uh, is okay, that.
2: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it is the recipient of Grace's actions. She mm-hmm. started this. I was You've... left with the option of wearing her dirty white Vans, right. or her clean Air Force. You one. stoked right.
0: the fire, though. The
1: fire was totally stoked. And J. West so is the one that I all was I left ask with few options. Hey, did you know anything about Mama's white Vans, Dad? You should know. Let me And I was like, you need to go outside and go for a walk. Oh my goodness! Take Elvis for a walk, because the emotions were high. She wasn't happy that I that I bent
2: her shoes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put a crease in them. I just creased them once for the Snapchat. They're fine. They were already. They're they're fine. Yeah.
0: Here's my question: These white Nike Air Air Force Force ones. ones. Uh What is the appeal? I'm looking at them. You know what? You know who also uh, I think has these exact shoes? Who? my grandmother
2: okay they are similar to the grandmother uh, orthopedic shoes because the soles are a little thick in these the
0: soles are thick huh. it's like white leather and the top like the toe area looks like a white band-aid
2: yeah with like the holes in the top of yeah. it uh-huh and then Nothing. it's got the little s- silver air force one you know i would not have picked <laughs> these shoes out but the fact that my daughter thinks these are the coolest shoes and i was upset that she was wearing my <laughs> white bands. This is true. I was like, I'm wearing these no matter what today. was said that they looked cool when I was leaving the house. Oh,
1: they look full on cool.
2: Uh huh. My fit is drip. I disagree. My <laughs> fit is so drip, I need a wet floor sign. <gasps> okay. Wow.
1: You just went next level. I heard that. I'm getting Secu- like vomit that
0: was from the words coming out of your mouth. I was actually telling uh, Grant last night how I hate oh, the term Grant. drip.
2: And what was Grant's response? Yeah,
0: I don't think he knew what it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that figures, because I saw his fit yesterday. Uh-oh. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, and the
0: oh, term no. "fit," uh, I need to leave.
2: Grant got no. New, I feel trapped. Grant got new shoes and pants.
0: Hold on, hold on. No, I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh huh. I'm gonna stop you right there. You cannot criticize Grant's new shoes or his new pants. Here, can I give a reason? Wait,
2: why? hold on. I did to him yesterday. Is this gonna be really bad?
0: from you mm, it depends how serious you were okay because it's a big deal for grant to get new shoes Uh uh-huh and it's a big deal for him to get new pants okay you remember whenever i got new pants and i was like these are pretty dope and then you spent like the entire day roasting them
2: uh entire day (laughs) no i I said your blue pants didn't match with your black shoes
0: right and I was like, these are the only shoes I have. If I could afford better shoes, I would.
2: Mm-hmm. But you had other shoes. Right. So anyway. Grant
0: is, is a hardworking man. Yeah. And so he's got to get Grant. a pair of shoes that fits everything. Plus... He likes to stay fit, so he's gotta get a pair of shoes that he can also run in. Yes. He did exactly that. He got some ASICs. They look fine. I told him he that he probably got that, them on sale.
2: I I said they are great looking running the shoes. The dudes working
0: like three jobs. You I told can't him make fun of the they fact- They were great he looking running shoes.
2: shoes. I told him his pants looked nice, and then when he told me where they got where he got them from, I might have suggested an alternative shopping choice.
0: All I'm saying is don't be, don't be and a, then, don't be a hole okay. to my BFFs. So
2: wait, what? You heard me? What?
0: Listen, BFFs don't make fun of BFFs, BFFs. And so uh, all I can deduce from you making fun of Grant's outfit is that, I guess, I guess the BFF status is gone.
2: Wait, that's
0: just not a very BFF thing wow. to do. A lot just happened. So
2: when I came in today. I told you I made fun of Grant yesterday and I meant to go back and, like, fix it. Because I'm usually joking. Usually. Usually, but well, this time
0: was different. But yeah.
2: but yesterday he was busy because he was, he was running some basketball game stuff on the radio. Because oh.
0: he's a hardworking man.
2: Right. And he can't be distracted when he's doing that. Like, it's pretty, you have to be very attentive. And so I left him to work on what he was working on and I was going to come back and, like, joke with him in a more positive way of like, hey, Grant, I think you're actually a really cool dude. And I did not return for that.
0: Wow. Just wasn't worth the effort, huh?
2: Yeah. I just forgot. Wow. That's on you.
0: Wow. That's on you. Mm
1: -hmm. Because usually you bring that back around.
0: You know what? You know what's good, though? I went shopping with Grant yesterday (laughs) and Uh I told him Uh how cool his shoes were. That's good. So there is some balancing here. Uh Uh-huh. A good friend versus a. So
2: you helped out
1: Rebecca, is what you're saying?
2: Told him something about that too, about how when he went shopping. I'm, you know what? I'm. I'm What? Hold on. I'm just gonna be done. Did you secondhand diss me? No. Oh, definitely not. It was. It was (laughs) definitely still a diss on Grant. Let's just move on. It's shock therapy? We should, we should Let's move talk on. about your questions. So many <laughs> people texted in it's great a, questions. It's
0: a good thing you didn't bring that up before the podcast because I don't think the podcast would happen. We'd still be
2: arguing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, questions. D-
0: we got a uh, we got uh, uh, some good questions mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. so we can uh, we can start that. I guess J wes is gonna take the rain
2: mm-hmm. question mark.
1: Go ahead, and read it.
0: Okay, take it. The fir- the first w- w- wait which. Which are, wh-
2: Wait, you're. Didn't you agree? What are, well, okay, didn't just. Didn't I'll, you I'll agree that you were you were going to start the questions yeah. for no, 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 us? No, that's fine. That's fine. Didn't no, we so. just have this discussion? Yeah, and you and know he's what? Already no, no, no out in, the, in the
0: discussion, in the discussion, I said we can have a process. I gotta get. <laughs> and, it, and so, it, it, listen. I, I have it on my screen. If you need me to read it, I wow. will read every single one of them. Just tell me which one to read. So I'm not sure which one mentally you're already like preparing to punch.
1: Well. It'll be
0: right there. His phone is—is is your phone actually frozen? <laughs> or?
1: Yeah.
0: What do you have on your phone I that is freezing that. it so often?
2: Oh, I got a—I got the new update on my phone, my yeah. iPhone Seven, and it has like these little emoji people. Ooh. That so like when I respond to you with something, Nathan, I'm going to respond to you with my new like emoji person.
0: Oh, you know what? While you're doing that, I uh-huh. actually have a question. So. Uh, I texted you earlier when I was on my way. And then you, you did you like my text?
2: Yes. Yes, I did.
0: What does that look like on iPhone? Cuz whenever somebody on iPhone yeah. likes somebody on I've Android's text. Yes.
2: This is it, it's like <laughs> a little thumbs up thing that I put next to your text to okay, me. Okay, so
0: you quote unquote like my message. And then it just sends a message oh. to the person with an Android that says liked in quotation marks your text and I've always wondered like I've always wondered like is just a, is this just a fad that I missed out on of like oh yeah instead like I don't know what to reply to this so I'll just say liked and then enter their comment okay I so That's I weird. just
2: sent you an emoji with my iPhone what does that look like on your Android
0: it's downloading or it's not multimedia. an emoji it's, yeah, it's, it's just the same.
2: Oh, cool! So, like, the picture of me sleeping. Right. Not really sleeping. Is it supposed to be is, my it my a is it supposed to be moving? No, oh, it's good. supposed to be still. Oh, okay. Anyway, That's hilarious. so the new update is pretty cool. Sure, if you say and so. And when you text.
0: Androids had that for. When a while. you
2: text, you don't have to like punch each letter like of the text. You can just swerve your thumb over the letters that you're going to use, and mm. it, it like guesses the word
0: i can't imagine that's a brand new feature
2: on my phone it is it is a brand new brand feature new. on my phone
0: i am not no i am not a, an android fanboy in any shape of the word fourth form or the, <laughs> the term all right i'm not a fanboy you use whatever you want to use i prefer android over iphone but that's because i'm used to the interface
2: okay watch this nathan i'm gonna slide no, the, no, no i'm gonna I, i'm gonna text yes to you
0: I know exactly how it works because Android has had it for over 10 years.
2: Look at that. I came up with the word yes. I just like Whoa. slid my finger over multiple letters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it knew what I was trying to type.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Android has had that for a while. Like I said, not a fanboy. <laughs> uh, it's just that's a very old feature, and I'm surprised that you're just now getting it.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so anyway, shock <laughs> therapy. Uh, yeah, it question.
0: Which, uh, which one are we starting with, j
2: Okay, it's the hey, I don't know.
0: Uh, hey, I... Oh, hey, okay. I hey, this I... A great question. I, hey, here's a question. Hey, I IDK, I, okay, if you guys are comfortable enough to talk about this on radio or not, but I just wanted to know what everyone's thought is on giving your kids shots or not. Love the podcast, by the way. Very
2: Thank cool. you so much. Very cool. That's All right, cool, Nathan, awesome. I think you should take this one.
0: I Man. am going to uh, plead the fifth on this, no comment, because <laughs> I know anti-vax people and... What does that uh, there's mean? there's too much of my mother in me to not oh. give my full unsolicited okay. unedited opinion if I give one. Okay. So I'm not going to.
2: Okay, so I will go ahead and give my opinion yeah. on on this. This is good. So this is something that's really scary to approach in the public setting because those who are against getting shots are yeah. very very passionate about it. Those who are four shots are very, very passionate about it. And so it's strong feelings on both sides. I will tell you that both of my children got vaccinated as babies. Um, However, I have several friends who chose not to vaccinate their children or chose to spread out when their children get vaccinated. And what I have found... Is that because this is your child, it is okay for you to question why you are doing what you're doing and what is the benefits and what is the downside to it before you make that decision to vaccinate. So basically just saying it's okay. It's okay to question that. Mm -hmm. From what research I have done personally, the chances of something bad happening from you vaccinating your child is pretty slim. Most children are perfectly fine. I can't find any proven material that says that if you vaccinate your child, they will have autism. However, I do know some people who will swear that their children were perfectly healthy and had no issues before vaccinations And then after vaccinations, they did have issues. That being said, I still say you do your own research. Mm -hmm. Find out what is in it. Talk with your doctor about whether you think you need to spread those out, whether you think you need to do exactly what your doctor says, or whether you should wait because it's your child and you should figure those things out based on the research you're doing. So I basically gave no answer. Except yeah, that for, was a no answer. That was Except useless. for do your, do your research. Do your research. Because I've heard it from all angles. Yeah? Yeah.
0: J.S., what do you say?
1: You know, one thing that just stirs in my mind, I hear this a lot, and this is probably just because it is so, when people hear pastor or minister, they're like, oh, so did you not do shots for your kids? Did you claim religious you know, uh, explanation for why. Exemption, you mean? Or exemption, yeah. But still, they want an explanation of give us the reason why or why not. And um, there's no really easy answer around it. I mean, it has to come down to one. Uh, Like you said, Rebecca, your research too. What's a conviction about it? Is there a particular conviction that you carry? And if so, you know, explain that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, both sides of looking at the coin and going, you know, what are the value of this? And then what are also the, the cautionary things with it? Yeah. Doing it or not doing it.
0: Have you ever had like a, a couple that you're um, counseling have opposite opinions mm-hmm. of each other yeah. on it?
1: Yeah. And you just try to find some middle ground to work from, you know, identify what's realistic for that couple and that family and say, well, then just move forward in the direction, whether it be in the steps of having vaccination or not having it again. But at the same point, once you commit, just lock in and do it. Mm-hmm. Make your decision. Yeah. And be on the same page. I've seen it where couples have not been on the same page. And it causes a lot of unnecessary tension. Usually the wife wins carefully. out and then the husband just... If that can happen, that's always usually a good <laughs> thing. <about> <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, there's been times, whether it be a private conversation or, or a hallway conversation, it's like, hey, this is a really big decision, so it's important... You find yourself in a way that you find yourself in a place where you can communicate all that's in your heart, what's your research, and then make a decision on it. Cool. Yeah. Wise. So, yeah. But it's a, it's a great life question. I think a lot of families, especially when you enter a season of sickness, you know, when our you know surroundings and our weather is doing all this, it raises a lot of awareness of there's a lot of sickness at school. And then you call the school, my child's ill today, and I've had this happen with Grace and Zacchaeus. Uh, how long have they been sick? Okay. When did it start? Like they're like doing their groundwork. Right. And it's almost like there's like this data research that you're being probed for. It's very interesting. So, um, but again, I don't
2: think a, that has anything to do with shots. Well, it
1: could. Yeah. I think from a get-go of well, sure. our if families choosing. If you
2: didn't get choosing, vaccinated and sure. there's an outbreak in your school, then your child won't be allowed to go to school during that, that time That is frame. one of
1: the criteria statements I've heard. Yes. Oh, so your child hasn't been vaccinated with this particular. So you'll probably have to stay home a couple days. Oh, so now my child's penalized. So there becomes now an issue of. Well, why it's not my that ch- they're
2: penalized. It's that they're going to be kept safe because if they're not vaccinated, sure. then they could get this disease.
1: That's possible.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that's up to you. Yeah. Do your research. <laughs> but <laughs> You, do you do can you see you? all the different Ooh.
1: angles of it. I mean, it just creates a good, a meaningful conversation on it. Well, great. So we got another question. This is a good one.
0: Hit us with it.
1: Okay. Next question is, how do you get past the feeling of being left out? The only time I interact with people is when I call them. Oh, man, this, this hits home. <laughs> because it says this, this listener says, I guess the phone lines only go one way. It's kind of depressing. Thanks.
0: That was a depressing thing. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was like total was deflation. Thanks for answering
1: <laughs> Um. Well, first of all, I have heard more conversations revolve around. Well, please just text me. Just text me. Don't call me. And there's something missing there by not calling someone and just saying, "Hey." You hear their tone. You hear whether they're feeling jovial or not, or if they're in a mood or not. There's something significant about a phone call, and that seems like it's going away. Oh, I
2: hate talking on the phone.
1: I know. And that's the thing. Is like we're coming. It's almost like a piece of isolation that we're nestled in, but yet when we engage it it freaks us out. I don't know why that is.
2: Nathan butt dialed me on the way here. Wow. Did what? Yeah. Did I really? Yeah, you called me and I was like, how? I was like, why is Nathan calling me? What is wrong? Like I assumed it's like an emergency or like something is wrong if I'm getting a phone call from somebody. Oh my somebody. gosh, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. You were, How? I didn't even have my phone in my hand. You had just texted me, and then you butt-dialed me.
0: You know what? Uh-huh. My phone does that sometimes. Yeah. It will also... <laughs> you were <laughs>
2: jamming out to music.
0: I For King and Country. It's a good album, from the Ships. <laughs> That's it, a great song. I'm surprised you could hear it, because I was playing that music off of my phone. That's really right. Interesting. But uh-huh. also, my phone will sometimes... Uh, uh, Decline a call whenever I go to answer it. Yeah, and then I have to like call them back. Yeah, that sucks. That's awful. But uh, I don't get the whole like being afraid to talk on the phone kind of thing. You like
2: talking on the phone? Yes,
0: one hundred percent. Sometimes it's it can be annoying if if it's something that that could have been texted. But it's also like so so. So much faster than trying to get, yeah. like, like if it's like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Should we do this or this? Yeah. Okay, we're going to do that. So yeah. what about this or this? What about this or this? Like, that is so much faster on a phone call than, like, okay, I'll text you about this. All right, got my reply. Now I'll text you about this. All right, got my reply. And if that person is, like, kind of in the middle of doing something, then, like, you have to wait for them to, like, or even if the, if I'm playing games... And you have some questions. It's so yep. much easier for me just to take off my headphones, and sure. answer the phone rather than like in the middle <laughs> of every game. Like every yeah. ten sec, every ten minutes, I reply to you in a text. And yeah. then it's like this just took an hour to get through what could have been a two-minute phone call. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I like phone calls.
2: Okay, so you two like phone calls, but I hate phone calls. Sure. So could that be why conversations are only going one way? Or, you know, I I guess it could be possible that this person's also not receiving text messages. Yeah,
1: I think there's something here that the listener is identifying in our culture. And I think there's something safe about that. One, yes, to a person, if you as a listener say, I really would prefer to hear someone's voice. Okay, that makes total sense. But culturally, it's moving in a direction that you need to embrace. And I think even for me, I've come to a point where I've had to embrace... This person probably doesn't want to talk. They're going to want to text in as a courtesy. Sure, I'll follow through with that. But maybe at another time, I can say, hey, please call me on this particular issue. I'd really like to talk about it. You know, state why you want to have a conversation. If you're just indirectly expecting phone calls from everyone, that's going to be super deflating when nobody follows through. Because again, in our culture and in our times, more people are receiving and giving information through text. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it in the trends of no longer using email as often because you can now speak your text. Oh my gosh, how many times have you driven oh, by someone so holding their phone up and they're just annoying. talking? You're like, they're talk texting. You can tell by the way their
2: thumbs moving. It's Nothing just like, drives me more yeah, crazy when somebody's texting. Watching Rebecca cringe is. I'll
1: do it for fun. I'll be like, comma. You know, come up here! Exclamation mark! Exclamation! Mark. She's like, stop it! Yeah,
2: he does it, and then I'll yell in the middle of his talk text <laughs> to get him to stop. Yeah. Scott Parks does this at work too. Like in the middle of the newsroom, he's like yelling his text messages to whoever he's texting, so we all know what his message is. Yeah. The other day, he was joking about like, why do I even have a smartphone? I'm like, so you can talk text. Like, <laughs> nice that's comeback. his thing. Yeah, he made some comment about how he hates me or something like that. But anyway, so this person was, was not just talking about the difference between no. talking and, and texting and calls and that yeah. stuff. Um, they're they're feeling left out, and they want to know how to get over that feeling of feeling left out and not yeah. having um, that relationship reciprocated from others. Yeah, well, I,
0: I kind of almost look at the, this as like – almost, and I know some people cringe at the term, but a love language thing because for some people they think about calling people, mm-hmm. other people, it's not that I don't like you or that I yeah. don't want to talk to you or that I don't want to hang out with you. It's just easier There it is for me to, to interact in different ways. You know, like there are some people that I wouldn't mind talking on the phone to, but other people I'd rather just go hang out. Yeah. And I don't think about <laughs> like I just said. I, I like talking to people on the phone. I never think about calling people. Yeah. I never. do. I know. And I will text you, and whenever I could just call you because I just think about yeah. texting. And sometimes it is easier to have a text conversation. And sometimes, yeah. you know, maybe for the situation, it's better to to text than talk. Yeah, I the think there's person. three
1: three things you can look at. And they all start with C. So it's like content, context. That's not a play on text, but there's just the content and the context. And then ultimately, what's driving that communication? Mm-hmm. Because, like you had mentioned earlier, there's an easier way for each of us if we just text it. And I have to say, it's funny because when you mentioned that, my mind went back to I called you a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't just a couple of weeks ago. Like when I called Nathan, his phone has this delay, and I'm like, "Hey Nathan, how's it? oh, Hey Nathan, how's it going?" And you're like, "Hello." I was like. Really? What's the, what's the so delay? So you're like Michael between... Scott, you get a you get a
2: practice greeting. <laughs> it's like a practice you greeting. <laughs> I get to so say hey, real Nathan? greeting and then
1: hello hello? And then all of a sudden you hear him go, Hello? I'm like, oh it's man, hey, he's just waking what's up, up dude? <laughs> and it's just it's happened two or three times. I'm thinking, that is so funny. But then it, it's not that he's avoiding, are you? But no, I'm no. just saying, <laughs> there's like this delay and I think that says something about it would be easier just to have you text me. Mm-hmm. But if there's something in the context or the content that, that involves a conversation, then by all means go for it. Otherwise, yeah, we're in a culture today where you can still communicate what you need to just text it. And yeah. typically I'll text people and say, Hey, is this a convenient time for me to call you or is there a time frame in the next hour or so that's your, that was your pref- you know your preference, that I, kind of thing.
0: And I think that's a big part of it because for me anyway, whenever you call, yeah,
1: it's alarming
0: and, and, and well and whenever oh, you lead with calling? that i immediately yeah. don't feel trapped in a phone call mm-hmm. like if you're like if you call yeah. and i'm like hello hello yeah and then you're like hey is this a convenient time <laughs> yeah. i don't feel uh, like okay yeah. uh right just push everything to the side because now i have to talk to jay west i could just yeah. be like actually i'm kind of busy yeah. or like
1: i got like five minutes yeah you know what's up How's okay my parents they will pick up any phone call when i call in and then like can i call you back well, why'd you pick up? It's okay. There's everything, yeah, Everything's great. Oh, let me call you back. Dad, you know, you can just not take my call. It wasn't pressing. I was just checking in. seeing mm-hmm. how you're, You are know, but it was like, I'm picking up, which is a really nice gesture. But then it left me going, well, if you can't talk, then why'd you, you
2: have a voicemail. Right.
0: Let, let it go to voicemail, you know, or something. Or just send a text <laughs> and be like, hey, I can't talk right now. What's yeah, up? Yeah, exactly. Know?
2: I want to address specifically when this person talks about <laughs> yes. how to get past the feeling of being left out. There is the communication. Piece. Um, yes. So that whole feeling of being left mm-hmm. out—that's a—that's a really rough place to be, um, yeah. to be on the outside. Um, for me, at those times where I felt really left out, it's probably because I hadn't found my tribe. And I—that I, may be like a really annoying hmm. phrase to use, but there's so many times where I've tried to be a part of a group. That maybe wasn't one that I was being myself in. Like maybe I wanted to to be a part of that group, but um, they weren't my people. If that sounds right, like you just some i I can often try to be somebody else to get other people to like me, and those people can see through that, and they're not going to reciprocate that relationship. Mm -hmm. You need to find those people that you can be yourself around. And that you can be comfortable with, be who you are, say what you need to say, yeah. who are going to care about you. And it's not going to be an issue to sure. be able to reciprocate that, yeah. that. And the way that you find those people is to go to those places that you enjoy being, do those things that mm-hmm. you enjoy doing and be yourself. Because if you're trying to be somebody else, then you're going to become friends with people that aren't your people. Yeah.
1: And it is going to be really deflating because it's not really fulfilling that need where you can just naturally be who you are. You feel like you have to go to a different level to try to meet their expectation, or it's even just an an indirect expectation that's really unnecessary, that you've done this mental hula hoop of emotions when really, like you said, it's just finding your people. And I think there's some good wisdom in that. I think even in the church world, we can see this happen where there's these— protective barriers that we each set up. And that's just part of having to admit that, but not all the times that we want to admit that, but that happens. But the more that we can be transparent about our struggle with that, the more that we can learn about ourselves in that area where we feel like we're lacking, but really we carry a lot of strengths if we can just get to that point of admitting that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of good truth with that, Rebecca, that you, know, that you find your people and you be at peace with that. And to not sit there and crave attention when, Maybe someone doesn't reciprocate a phone call, but actually saying, I, I should be okay with this. And then when it comes to time to text them, then just throw a text. Hey, haven't talked to you, And don't have an agenda. Just talk. I Get think to know one you
2: also need to consider what makes you put your wall up to somebody and ask yeah. yourself if you're being that. Yeah. Because if somebody is just calling me or texting me constantly, sure. I'm instantly going to feel overwhelmed and yeah. I'm going to put that wall up. Yeah. To give me some space. And that's what it is. It's space. Yeah. If somebody's creeping me out, yeah, I'm going to put that wall up. If somebody's involved in activities that I don't want to be involved in, yeah. I'll put that wall up. You just, just ask yourself, what makes you put that wall up? Yeah. And ask if you're doing that to other people. That is
1: really good. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good wisdom with that. And there's, again, we can all learn from that because we all deal with it.
2: Just admitting it. Mm.
0: Not that it's your fault that people don't call you back. You're not being annoying.
2: But if you are, you need to check yourself before you wreck oh, so. oh, man. It <laughs> A 90s nice classic.
0: I guess that's it. Well. There it is. No. No, that's not it. Never mind. Oh, you mean on that question? I think you meant the podcast was it. Like, no. No, 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 don't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> we
2: have more questions.
1: Amen. Actually, Rebecca, I think you should read.
2: Oh, you want me to read question? the next one? Yeah, you should read the
0: next We're one. Like,
2: I'm Robin. Okay. Hey y'all, one of the 11. <laughs> Woo-woo. Okay, this person might not No, they did say y'all. Okay. Hey y'all, yeah. one of the 11. My question for shock therapy is what are some ways to keep yourself mm. motivated? Figured it would be a great question to help the ridiculous people that do New Year's resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous people that do New Year's resolutions prepare for those commitments. Oh yes, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I read right, that really right. weird.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, I think you read it just fine. <laughs> they're
2: asking for help for those people who who do New Year's resolutions.
0: Get prepared. Get to Get prepared make for, the for those kind
2: of <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Wow. Of awesome. course, it'll help with everyday life as well. Love you all in the show. Cool. And Thank to you, this listener. person, yes, I love you. Pretty awesome. You are a fantastic human they identified themselves yeah i'm just not going to say their name but i know who they are
1: that's pretty cool (coughs) um i think one of the questions that each of us have to deal with and this can go for anyone um you know whether you're a believer or non-believer whether you're in church or out of church whatever is what is your passion like what are you you passionate about um you're not motivated to do your passion. It's your passion drives your motivation. So, in a world that we live in, that's constantly fighting for our attention, I think we can all, as human beings, identify that there's all these things competing to grab our attention to that next thing. But ultimately, those things can become distractions, and therefore, it then robs us of our passion, which affects our motivation. So. Kind of what Rebecca said, you know, you, you got to check yourself in a way that goes, okay. Before you
2: wreck yourself. Man,
1: your accents are on point tonight.
2: Thanks. Yeah.
1: So, what's was, your passion? That was an accent? <laughs> uh, check
2: yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I thought you were just talking <laughs> normal. What were you saying?
1: No, I'm just, the passion. <laughs> Sorry. What's your passion?
0: Well, okay. True. Uh, But... But to an extent, I, for one, mm-hmm. have known my passion for a while. And it is? Radio. There it is. It's talking to these people. Okay.
1: It's having know, a conversation. It's having
0: a conversation. Yep. Making people's day, being their vent yeah. buddy, vicariously really good through speak. the sound waves. <clears throat> um, however, I have found myself in certain parts of my life to not be motivated for my passion. and And those times. And really what even helps me, like right now I'm pretty motivated, Yeah. right? But I still, it's, it's because right now for me, this is for me personally. And I think diff- people find motivation through different things and the key is to find what you can do in your everyday life, even whenever you're yep. not at work or yep. you're not doing your, uh, passion or whatever, what can you do in your downtime to keep you motivated yep. during the uptime? And for me, it really helps to have a uh, a bedtime. Better yet, uh, it helps me to wake up early mm-hmm. and to do stuff. Even if I'm not doing anything that day, yeah. I'm way more motivated if I wake up earlier in the morning. Yeah. You know, even if I am not working that day. Working out helps me a lot. Exercising keeps my mental stability and yeah. everything moving. Um and then being around people for me personally keeps me motivated. Yep. Um And so I think a big key to staying motivated is finding what motivates you. And that sounds really like obvious, but I don't think it is.
1: So I want to speak to the person with what you just highlighted, Nathan, who is working this job. They feel like it's dead end. It's lifeless. There's no charisma to the job. It's just mundane. But here's the perspective shift as you talk about motivation there is an underlying passion that exists in this person or they wouldn't be trying. The try is their first step. The next step is doing something about it. And even though it may feel like a dead end job to you, listener, whatever it is that you're doing that you feel like it's going nowhere, that's your vehicle. That's going to get you to the next level. Because once you start saying no to your passion, you start losing that motivation, but that, that dead end, what feels like a dead end job or not fulfilling can be your vehicle with the right passion and perspective to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's, it's, in, it's liberating to know that your existence matters and that your purpose matters. And whatever your passion is, um, continue to strive in that. And sometimes it's also being selfless and not selfish about it and inviting others to help you identify that. There's nothing wrong. There's something liberating asking others for help. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you notice this in my life that I'm passionate about? Oh, you don't know. There is an indicator about, man, I'm not letting my vehicle drive me to that next level, and I'm not inviting others in to help tap into that, to build me, to share with me where I can grow in that area. You know, there's a scripture verse I wanted to highlight. It comes from a New Testament book called Philippians. It's a pretty common verse. You might see it on Facebook a lot or social media a lot because a lot of people use it, but it really is Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you might say, oh yeah, I've heard that before, but what does it really mean? Like what's the meat to that? Well, the meat to that has to be that Christ is the driving force of who your passion is for. Because when he is the center of your attention, all those other things can be that driving force to see how Christ in you gives you hope for that next step. And that gives us motivation to know that we're not here by accident. We have purpose. And he's given us this incredible picture of who he is, even when life deflates us and cuts out from underneath us, that, hey, we have the ability to keep going. And that passion should drive us in that. But surround yourself with, like Rebecca said, a tribe of people that's going to be able to speak life into you to help correct some things, or maybe you're not going so well, but be able to, you know, truthfully and lovingly say, "Hey, I've have noticed this, but where's your passion?" You know, and Mm -hmm. to be able to be a building agent in your life.
2: Let me give you a tangible example of that. Yes. So, uh, when I was working on the Jonathan Weir show, I loved it. Could not wait to go to work Mm -hmm. every day. Like that was just totally fed me, yep. enjoyed getting together with the 11 every night and hanging out. And, and then that suddenly went away. And then I was stuck in transition again. Yep. Like, okay, now where yep. am I at? What does this mean? I have no motivation to get up and go to work right now. I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm not going to just quit my job and yep. do nothing. That's not wisdom there. I need to wait this out and find out what the next step is. So in the midst of that, what feeds me, what gives me energy. Mm-hmm. And really helping people is besides radio is. being my passion, yeah. helping people is my helping passion. People. And so I had to ask, you know, what am I still doing here and what can I do in this transition period? One, do the best I can at what I'm doing, give my all towards that, whether it's what I want to do it or not right now, that's what I'm doing. But the other thing was I'm going to focus on being an encouragement to the yep. people that I work with. Yeah. And so I would show up every day not thinking, oh, how miserable is this gonna be for me today? It was, how can I encourage this person? And one way I do that is by remembering what people tell me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this guy, his mom just found out she had cancer. Keep that in mind. I need to ask this person every so often how this person's mom is doing. You know, this person is struggling in their relationship with their girlfriend. Okay, so I need to keep that in mind and keep asking. Let people know that I care about them. And that really, like it gives me something to look forward to every day because I love that I can encourage those people and they can walk away at the end of the day feeling like Mm -hmm. I added something to their life. And that feeds me.
1: Man, Rebecca, that is a tangible way because that's where we have to go beyond our situation and circumstance of how we're dealing with stuff. Although those feelings, those emotions are all very real. Those things don't just go away overnight, but that's the selfless part of a perspective shift where you're placed. And if you can start seeing in your perspective shift of where you are placed and start having a focus of, okay, I'm not here by accident. What can I do to add value to someone's life? Even though someone may not be doing that for you, but you're hoping so, that day will come. And when that day arrives, it is going to be awesome because you have made a conscious decision to be a change agent, a change agent in someone's life that now is going to reciprocate that. Whether you know it or not, it's going to happen because you have decided to live on purpose and with passion. So I really like your example. And I, I remember a lot of that, of course, because it's still something each of us process daily in each of our circumstances.
2: On the other side of this, yeah. this very lovely human being asked about New Year's resolutions. Oh, man. <laughs> and this falls a lot under the, okay, how do I stay motivated to exercise yeah. or eat healthy or when it comes to new year's resolutions, mm-hmm. I tend to have a phrase instead of like a commitment to something. <laughs> but if I'm going to do a commitment to something, let's just use exercise as an example. I don't really feel like exercising and choosing to exercise, like to start this in the winter when you have to get up and go out in the cold is like really difficult to get motivated. Um, but setting a goal of like a time frame, yeah. you know, what is it? Is it three weeks before you start a routine? Mm-hmm. Okay, so knowing that it's going to be difficult for three weeks to get up and do this, but if you do this for three weeks, you're going to start establishing a routine where this just becomes part of your schedule and it'll get easier. So when you give yourself those time frames and then you'll say, okay, it's going to be this long before I'm going to start noticing a difference here. You know, just give your short-term goals to make that long-term goal possible. Yeah.
1: And we just moved. And after, you know, 12 years. Oh, my
2: years, gosh. Yes. Ola- you
1: know, nine years in Olathe. they are you're still in that three-week window. Like, it is that's a right. successful it's move. Weeks. The love and support. 24 out of 31 people that said, we're going to make effort to be there. 24 out of 30. So, all these wonderful what people What happened and to families. the rest of them? Well, I'm just saying, here's where it's going. Mm. So, we show up. We're moved in we're in that three-week window. I'm waking up each morning at times, like it's early in the morning. I'm like, where am I? And I'm like, oh yeah, we're in our home. We're in our new home, our new surroundings. It's like my brain hasn't caught up yet. And it still feels a little unfamiliar, a little unsettling. But then I can tell already because I've already a history of a rhythm and routine, it's feeling a little more natural. And I'm feeling a little more settled day by day. And I think there's something to say about that for each of us, just as people. Like Give yourself some grace, and don't like put so weighty expectations of change or, you know, whatever the motivation factor may be. You know, you've got to understand there are a lot of outside factors that are affecting you inwardly.
2: I also use bribes. Well, yeah. bribes to keep myself motivated. And yeah. which that if would be you a t- accomplish <laughs> this. <laughs> yes. You will get to have this.
1: Yeah, and it's like, the strawberry. Acai, Acai refresher. refresher. That is like the language speak of the day. It's like, yeah, you get probably that. Probably
2: not a great idea if like weight loss is your goal. Financially
1: but too. I mean, they're a little <laughs> bit costly and you start mm. looking at that tab you're like, wait a second, what did we just buy? Yeah. But it was worth it. You know, that's what you keep saying. It was so worth it.
2: Yeah, fun fact, <laughs> I drove home last night and to work this morning without my navigation systems. Wow. That is a huge goal. Yeah. yeah, Nathan, where's the little cheer sound? Oh, that sorry. That definitely deserved a cheer. Do you want me to say it again? Wait, yes, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah. let me say it again. All right. So, fun fact, fun fact, mm-hmm. I drove home last night <laughs> and to work this morning without my navigation system.
0: Wow! Great job. So proud job. of myself. Great job, Rebecca. I'm so happy. Way to let your vehicle t- be your vehicle
2: way to go <laughs> well it was still wow. my vehicle a couple of weeks ago when it took me an hour to get home because i yeah. missed an exit yeah, yeah
1: this is true um
0: also on this new year's resolution thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've read that uh, most people fail their new year's resolutions because they're not really picking something that they're totally motivated to do sure it's hard to be motivated for something that you're not motivated for it's almost like a group motivation they're like we're
1: all gonna do this you in yeah yeah
0: Uh, sure yeah (laughs) and uh there's something to be said about waiting until a certain time to make a change Mm -hmm. like it would make zero sense for me to be like all right (sighs) new year's 2020 i'm gonna work out at least three times a week like why wouldn't i start that right now you know if that's a change I really want then because I the holidays right are now. coming
2: up and it can yeah. be a really busy time yeah that's an excuse but why wouldn't you No, why that's an excuse. Because, here. because here's the thing there's you to know, be. There's, you want to eat what you want to eat there's <laughs> going to be holidays in 2020 <laughs> Christmas cookies in
0: fact there's more holidays in 2020 than there Ash is in the potatoes. rest of 2019
2: so canned canned don't wait for it to be
0: quote unquote <laughs> easy to start a, True. a good habit start the dang habit now you know
2: very wise Nathan and with
0: that I end my TED talk <laughs> yeah cool is that a question answered
1: are we good are you on this transition JOS or not I am I'm just processing all the way. this is a really great conversation because everybody it almost seems like everyone's pressure to make a resolution at the end of a, of a year and into the next
0: I have read like five seconds ago <laughs> that 45% of people oh. fail their new year's resolution or no, sorry. Uh, 45%, I think fail within the first, I just read this five seconds ago and I've already forgot it. 45% fails within like the first month and 88% Mm -hmm. fails before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, short, tangible goals. Also built in reminders. Yeah. Also accountability partners. Yeah. Tell somebody about it. They don't even have to be an accountability partner just tell them that of uh, the change you're making if you're like i'm gonna lose 20 pounds but i'm not gonna tell anybody until i lost the 20 pounds you're never gonna lose the 20 pounds yeah it's way more uh, you know it's it's easier to fight for your integrity i guess yeah <laughs> you know that being said i'm not gonna lose 20 pounds
2: <laughs> you would look sickly if you lost sickly 20 pounds. i already look
0: sickly so no, you know we didn't say so. that I told myself Don't. That. No, Stop that. That no. the self-motivation. <laughs> That's, there it is.
2: <laughs> say positive things to yourself, I am Nathan. beautiful.
0: I am lovely. I am important.
2: Okay, <laughs> we have another question, we do. right?
1: Yeah, so this one uh, is a nice segue because we can all, I, mean, I say this a lot, but really, these are questions that come in from our listeners. And so I love how honest, transparent our listeners are being. Humble. This one has to do with enemies. Ooh. This one is about how do you effectively handle even being in the same room as you would cons- consider someone your enemy. Do, I do it. And how does scripture a week.
0: teach people?
1: <laughs> what are you it, well, talking about? Okay. What? 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 Don't.
2: Ouch. What?
1: Exactly. Rebecca. Why would I, you say that? I
2: asked Nathan what he was talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, in all seriousness, like, How do you love your enemy? Like, this is a command from Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ says to love your enemy. And that is something you're like, wait a second. Lord, do you not know what I'm going through with this person? Do you not know the tension that exists between me and my so-called enemy? This is a really, this is a great question because someone right now is in that situation. It may be an enemy of a family member, uh, a close friend after numerous years, of basically doing life together now they're their enemy. And this is a very real thing that affects someone's faith walk, or they feel discredited in their faith because they're like, why? how can I hate this person or consider them my enemy when I used to just be around them or you know, engage life with them, whatever it might be. And a lot of times what happens in our mind, we get this mental hula hoop of why we think we're so much better or why we think we've handled the situation better and why we are greater than in this moment and that person's the enemy. And so we try to find vindication or we try to find revenge. And this like, if this happens and this will happen, and we play this game in our head. And I think there's something not just in our head, but it's in our heart. And that's what Jesus is getting at. Like there's a, there's a heart concern here. And you may say, is it that a heart issue? Possibly. But more importantly, he's pointing out there's a concern of the human heart our very soul that, rep, that, that wrestles with our close-knit relationships or lack of. There's some sort of hurt that already exists that this person's now highlighted, and for some reason, they're now our enemy. But yet there's this issue in our heart that we're choosing not to deal with. What is that? And I think this listener's question is great. So how do I love my enemy? But what if you are pointing the finger at yourself when you realize that maybe it's you against you against Ooh, you. Ooh, plot twist! Yeah, it's really now coming down to this heart issue that Jesus is saying, "Just watch out. You may be pointing the finger, but when you point the finger, there's three pointing right back at you." Okay, now I know we've heard that. You're Rebecca.
2: <laughs> I'm closing my eyes and shaking my head. I know,
1: but we've heard this before because it has to deal with something of the nature of our heart. Now I'm not saying when we're wrong, that we have to look. I'm just saying when someone wrongs us, how do we appropriately handle that?
2: Can I sum this up pretty Go quickly? For it. Okay, kill them with kindness. Okay. Do not speak behind their back. Mm. Do not talk negative about oh, them to other people. Goodness.
0: And actually yeah. kill them?
2: No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: with a knife. Kindness,
2: not
1: Nathan. Hmm?
0: What? <laughs> They're all K words, man. I, you're you're looking
2: purposely. Be yeah. kind to this person yeah. and find what you can do to help them. Yeah. Also, approach them and ask them, like, "Hey, what's the deal? What's the deal? What have I done wrong? Yeah. I apologize if there's something I've done to offend you." I find more times than not, if you just put yeah. on a brave face and go before that person and say, hey, what's the deal, yo? Yeah. They will probably open up and tell you what the deal is and yep. you can work it out right there. And then, yeah. you know, it'll be it all be cool.
0: I think probably the best way, I, I agree with what you just said, um, and phrasing really matters. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know what I what I have found is most effective is just going up to him and say, hey, what's your beef with me? <laughs> what is your beef? You want to go right now? We can take this out on the street right now. Okay, all right, let's what's do it. What's your beef? You me parking lot five minutes. You know what? Five three, minutes. Three minutes now. I can't wait. Right now, <laughs> Perfect. let's go. I, I have
2: ready to get I, this over I, with. I
0: have to go Pete One minute. Yeah, <laughs> one minute. I won't. I won't wash. I will wash my hands. Two minutes. No, that's uh, that's wrong. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I I do agree. Um, because sometimes they may not realize they're your worst enemy. Yeah. You know.
1: There is yeah. For some reason, there's a breakdown either in communication, there's a breakdown in understanding, and again because we're fallen, we're broken. We hear things sometimes at an angle that we weren't meant to hear. Yeah you know, and sometimes it's just bringing clarity, but we got to take a courageous spirit that says what really happened and then be willing to address it, even if it's hurtful. There's something to be said and learned about that. You know, in the Old Testament, in the Exodus 21, there was this resounding response of, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, you know, this vengeful spirit. Well, Cool news is is that when Jesus shows up, New Testament authors wrote that Jesus fulfilled the law.
0: He gave his body for your body.
1: Boom. I mean, talk about flipping the switch. Now, does that mean we just bypass issues that exist? No. It's just saying be willing to take them head on. You may find something that you didn't expect to find within your own heart. Mm -hmm. But even if that person close to you is your enemy, figure out how to fix it. Figure out how to be redemptive with that. Now, again, context, the communication of the situation, the, the content, whatever it is, you have to, figure, you got to take a step.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if this person does not reciprocate your efforts, yeah, um, don't take it personally. Don't. This may have nothing to do with you. This may be something this person is dealing with. And what Jay West always says to me is hurting people hurt people. And remember, this person might be dealing with something that you don't know. And uh, they're just reflecting on you.
1: Death, loss, grief. One of the biggest misses in ministry that we're seeing, um, and I can't say just recently, but it's just something that's being highlighted, is people walking with grief. Losing a loved one, a broken friendship, job loss. We don't typically engage conversation around those things, if they're that deep and that significant, because they hurt. And so therefore, when I hurt, I react. And that's what happens a lot of times. And so we just gotta get to the root issue. And sometimes it's pretty delicate. And a lot of times you just gotta take time to do it. You gotta be willing to step back and take a breath and say, I'm not ready to engage yet until I can get some things settled for myself. And then let's have a conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're approaching things vehemently and you're just ticked off and just ready to go to, in the words of Zacchaeus, let's throw hands, let's go in the back and throw some hands. You know, it's like yeah, that's his response to everything. Hey, this guy wants to get up on my bumper, let's throw hands. It's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Maybe there's an emergency. Okay, I don't think he's Maybe. ever thrown hands he with hasn't, but That's fine. Zacchaeus, like, yes, if you're listening, we we think it's pretty fun when you say let's throw hands. It's pretty awesome. But anyway, <laughs> I think if don't we go, actually throw your hands. No, Please don't. don't. Please don't. But he does this—he does this like arm twist thing when he's dancing. That's pretty cool. But I'm pretty sure it's that not has throwing nothing hands. to do with what um, we just talking about. But no, I think there's something there that again, can this relationship with this so-called enemy have a redemptive, a redemptive nature? If so, will it better you and them? If not, are you willing to just completely sever the ties? And is it worth it? Is it worth it to sever the ties? What's greater than? Severing the ties or a redemptive, restored relationship? I don't know. Something you got to think about. All of us have to think about it. Oh, man.
0: We got great listeners, y'all. We do. Seriously. Great questions. Great listeners. I
1: like the spectrum and just the variety. Mm-hmm. It's meaningful. There's a personality attached to it.
0: Yeah. And... I I think Especially with like The three that we Or four That we talked about today These are kind of uh, Questions that everybody Can relate to In some way or another You know
1: Resolutions My enemies Big family decisions With shots Shots (laughs) And then Do I make the phone call Or not Yeah I mean Those are big deals
0: Yep Call your mother.
1: Yeah. I have a coffee mug that says call your mother. Really? Well, yes. you did until we moved and I got rid no, of it. No, you didn't. I have it. Where? I kept Where? it in the cupboard. Is it? Is it more
2: junk in the trunk? <laughs> guys, please. Guys, please. It was such You want to a... get the McCoy out again? <laughs> no, that McCoy broke and is gone. <laughs> it, it broke. Freaky McCoy. Hey. Hey. That was one of my favorite. Right. Dual-thumbed right. mm-hmm. mugs.
1: Mugs. Mm-hmm. My mom even said, well, if you still have it, I want to get it from you. I'm like, <laughs> Broke. Did you listen to the podcast? <laughs>
2: and find out what happened. <laughs>
0: yeah, Thank you so much for listening to the Nathan and Bex podcast. Jay west of course, thank you for being here. Huge. Answering awesome. life questions. Yeah. If you have questions, maybe something popped into your head as you were listening, or maybe something pops into your head throughout the week or the next month, you can always send us a text, 816 787 eight one six seven eight seven one five eleven that is the number for the Nathan Bex podcast. We always answer questions once a month. on Shock therapy. Normally, it's the uh, the, the fourth, fourth Thursday, when, but
2: fourth Wednesday. Oh, sorry,
0: yeah, but we got it's Thanksgiving okay. yeah. next week. Yeah, so we're doing L R O L A.
1: Yeah, and then we got Christmas coming up.
0: Yeah, Christmas and New Year's so an all on uh, Wednesdays or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so there might be some adjustments. We shall see. But stop putting up your Christmas stuff, people. Wait till yeah, after please. Thanksgiving. <laughs> My sister put up her Christmas <laughs> oh, tree. Oh, no. Stop. Yep, she did it. Stop Mary. breaking
2: the rules.
0: I hate it. Oh, I hate the it. Rules.
2: Come on, Mary. A limit.
0: <laughs> limit. That's it, though. Nathan Beck's podcast. Shock Therapy Live. We'll be back. J-West will be back. And uh, the fourth Wednesday of whatever.
2: Late in December. Somewhere. Somewhere. Late in December. So, sometime in there. We'll let Just, you know. Listen,
0: you text in your questions and let us get all the scheduling figured out. All right. My name is Nathan.
2: And I'm Bex. We out.
0: Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.